0: Staten Island, Brooklyn, great congresswoman, Nicole Maliotakis. you got to be in D.C., right,
1: Nicole? I'm in Washington, ready to go vote for Jim Jordan.
0: What time is that vote? Noon. You know, I've uh, become very, very good friends with Nancy Mace, and um, she's been on quite a bit. In fact, she's supposed to be on this morning, but she uh, first time ever in about 20 30 she jobbed me. That's fine. Um, but everybody I talk to hates her. Like Judge Janine called her a horrible word on Friday. I had Mark Levin on yesterday. He had some choice words. Even my wife. Everybody I speak to, like, hates her at this point. I don't. I don't like what she did. I think Kevin McCarthy was just fine. And I don't think there will be a big difference between Jordan and McCarthy. And there was no reason to throw this whole thing into two weeks of complete chaos, especially now. So I don't like what she did. But people hate her. How do you guys feel?
1: Well, look, I'm going to practice Ronald Reagan's 11th commandment, Val shalt not attack another Republican. Today is the day we need to unite. I agree with you. I agree with you. All of this was very unnecessary, uh, and things probably won't change that much. Um, but with that said, uh, today's the day to unite. Uh, I was an early supporter of Jim Jordan. Um, I believe he's the one who could bring everyone together. He has a relationship with the moderates, to the ultra-conservatives, and all the Republicans in between. And we'll see today if that's uh, if he can if he can manage to get the votes, we've been working very uh, heavily to try to uh, talk to colleagues who are still undecided or, you know, in the no category to try to move them over. Uh, but I believe that uh, he's the team builder. He's the one who can give bring the fight to the White House, to the Senate negotiate negotiate on our behalf, gets conservative wins for the American people. And by the way, this can't continue. Look at the what you were just talking about, about Iran potentially attacking directly Israel. Uh, we are seeing our greatest ally under attack, um, and they need our support, number one. But also, we need to make sure that we're doing everything we can to protect our homeland. Uh, we need to keep pushing the Senate to secure the border. Pass out Border Security Act, Chuck Schumer. Um, And the only way we're going to do that is we can get back into session, pass the remaining eight appropriation bills to fund the government so we don't shut down in 30 days, and put them on Schumer's desk and give Jim Jordan the time and the leverage to negotiate on our behalf and get us some wins.
0: Well, I love what you said. I, I don't like Chuck Schumer. I don't think he's a friend of the American people. And if Jim Jordan even gets the votes today, we're still not guaranteed we're going to get that border money, are we?
1: Well, look, the president's requesting more money uh, for the border, but the problem is he wants to process paperwork. He's he's actually not empowering our Customs and Border Patrol agents to do their job. He's not reinstating the policies of President Trump that we're working. And
0: and also, let me stop you for a second. Not only is he not doing all of that, but at least I've been told that if there is going to be any money towards the border, he's going to want money in exchange for Ukraine. And i got to tell you, right now, as a proud Jewish boy from Brooklyn, working in New York City, I'm sick of giving Ukraine money. Give that money to Israel. Enough with Ukraine. Give it to Israel.
1: They need it right now. Yeah, the, look, these, these these requests should certainly be coming up as, as individuals, not trying to lump it all together. That would only slow down the support for Israel when they need it critically at this moment. Um, so I agree with you there. Uh, but the thing is, the President's going to be making this request, and, and if Congress is not in session, we can't respond. We can't negotiate. Uh, so... so that that is a major problem people look i understand sometimes members of congress are in this like dc bubble and you get sort of cut off from the real world particularly when we're sitting in a room for hours uh fighting with each other or at least airing grievances right The, the reality is there's real stuff happening in the world we have americans held hostage we got our ally under attack uh and we need to get back to work immediately 30 days, the government shuts down unless we take action. You know, we have to give Jim Jordan the time and, again, the leverage to negotiate on behalf of the American people, get us conservative wins, let's cut excessive wasteful spending, let's force Schumer to secure our border for real, not just ask for more money to process more paperwork and to transport more migrants.
0: Got it. But I'm going to ask you, see, here's where I'm confused, okay? I understand maybe you wanted um, McCarthy, and then you wanted Steve Scalise. But it seems to me like we're running out of candidates. It wasn't like Matt Gates, that a-hole, that decided to blow up McCarthy and then run for himself. That would have been a move I would understand. He just wanted to blow up McCarthy and just kind of run away. He's a coward. Um, so the question for these Republicans that are undecided, they're saying no, what's their choice they want a Democrat there? I don't get it. What do they think, what do they think is going to happen here?
1: Look, I, I've been spending a lot of time over the weekend speaking with my colleagues, uh, trying to get them on our side to just unite. But look, I think American people are just frustrated. They see the Democrats united, and the Republicans aren't. The Democrats are winning fights where we should be You know, – we're, we're one-third of the government, right? We need to stick together. We need to stick together and fight twice as hard or to get half as much right, from what we want. And that's the reality because of the way the dynamics are. But we must unite. And look, it doesn't make any sense to go in there today and vote for Kevin McCarthy when Kevin McCarthy is voting for Jim Jordan. And that's what I've been trying to stress with my colleagues is, you know, look, we understand you're upset the way Kevin McCarthy was removed. I was upset as well. We should have never had eight eight Republicans siding with all the Democrats to oust him. It was wrong. He did not deserve that. Uh, But – when you see Kevin McCarthy even come in and saying Jim Jordan's the guy, he's the one that could unite us, he's the one that can lead, we need to respect that. If we respect Kevin McCarthy, then you should support his choice. Uh, and that is why I think that uh, we got to go in there today. Look, it may, as I said before, it may take multiple rounds. It took Kevin 15. It took the Pope five rounds to get elected. All right? So let's, let's recognize that it's not easy to get everyone together. Yeah. Um, but we have to recognize that the fight is with the Senate and the White House, not with each other. We must be united. We're one-third of the government with a very slim majority. So it takes us all to be part of the team and move us forward.
0: The great Nicole Takas joining here. Um, you know, I, I know the answer is no because I'm aware people vote you win. You got the job. I get it. But isn't there something we can do about the squad? Isn't there something we can do about these three animals, and there's more than three, but they're the faces of it. I know people voted them in, and that's their job, and that's it. But is there something we can do to get rid of these people, something? Help me.
1: Well, look, I, I, like somebody like Ilhan Omar almost lost her Democratic primary. I mean, putting up a common-sense Democrat for once, if they exist anymore, I think there are still a few. And, uh, look, we could put up – I think there needs to be a little more effort to elect whoever's running against her. Uh, This time around, Uh, I I worked very hard, as you know, to get her removed from the uh, Foreign Affairs Committee. I was on that committee. I heard her spew anti-Israeli, anti-Semitic, anti-American rhetoric. And uh, I I, I, that's one of the things I applaud Kevin McCarthy on. You know, one of the first things he did was make sure that he removed Ilhan Omar from that committee because she shouldn't be interfacing with, you know, foreign officials, ambassadors, heads of states when you have an anti-American view and also a negative view of our allies. Um, so we, we've tr- we're we trying to make, you know, there's only so much you can do, right, when somebody is duly elected, as you say. Uh, but uh, just trying to expose what they're doing so they don't keep getting reelected, I think that's a real, real key.
0: So the rebels, as they call themselves, your friends, your Staten Island buddies, Curtis Sliwa, Scott Lobato, Johnny Tobacco, all those guys, um, they uh, they've won again. Uh, St. John Villa Academy they've uh, they got the vacate order. There's another school on Staten Island. They've done it. In fact, according to Curtis on this show this morning, there are now seven different spots, seven that have been ordered to vacate. And talking to my friend Joanne Ariola this morning, New York City Queens Councilwoman, who says she's about to join you up there in uh, or down there in D.C. in Congress about your bill. She seems very, very confident that Floyd Bennett Field will also not uh, end up housing any of these illegals. So it looks like the precedence is setting a call specifically in your borough of Staten Island that if these places are unsafe, like a flood zone, for example, these people just can't go. It
1: looks that way, No. Yeah, look, this was a a great team effort. I was proud to be part of the lawsuit to to shut down St. John's lawsuit. I was also plaintiff with Joanne Ariola to uh, prevent Floyd Bennett Field from being used. Uh, And you're right. We are setting precedent. I think what came out of our lawsuit on Staten Island was incredibly important because the mayor kept insisting that New York City taxpayers had an obligation to house these citizens of other countries that have crossed into our country illegally. And uh, we said no, the right-to-shelter decree was intended for homeless New Yorkers, and the judge affir- affirmed that. He affirmed what I've been saying since the very beginning, that we did not have an obligation to house these people. We shouldn't be utilizing our resources, our public spaces, whether it be a school or a park, taking them away from the tax-paying citizens uh, to turn them over to people who are in the country illegally. And, by the way, not vetted. Um, and so I-, I think that that was the- this was a significant victory Uh, in Staten Island. And I hope we'll have the same outcome in Brooklyn. But yes, I have legislation to uh, prevent federal parks from being used. uh, And that's going to be coming through the committee this week. Uh, But in addition to that, I also have, unfortunately, think about this, in a post-9-11 world, I had to actually introduce legislation to prevent military bases from being used, because Kathy Hochul specifically is requesting military military bases be used to house uh, these individuals which is just unconscionable to me. Uh, but it, look, what we're seeing happening right now in Israel, you know, those types of attacks on the ground could happen here. Yeah. And I, I've been saying this for a, a long time. It's finally people starting to get it. You even hear the governor the other day saying, we can't offer housing to the eight, 8 billion people on the planet. She literally quoted me. That's what I've been yeah. saying for, for almost two years now.